It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. 36-yard field goal try. Dustin Hopkins. No wind. 36 yards right down the middle. That's it. Zeros on the clock. The Redskins have come from behind to win. And that is the final call from Sunday afternoon in Jacksonville. Finally, the Washington Redskins win a football game. And at last, after four consecutive miserable Mondays. It is a victory Monday here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks to Kevin Harlan, CBS, as Dustin Hopkins' game-winning 36-yard field goal goes through in Jacksonville, and the Redskins improve to 7-7, seven and seven, beating the 4-10 and 10 Jacksonville Jaguars 16-13. to 13. Woo! And, man, finally, the Redskins get the job done. We're hoping you have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for being with us. This episode number 145 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. And again, hopefully uh, we will get some more interest back here because we were doing good, making some progress, you know, when the football team was actually winning. Coming up in today's show, we will hear from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Sunday afternoon in Jacksonville as well. Josh Johnson, the winning quarterback, uh, as what a story that has been. And let's start there. With Johnson, 16 of 25, 151 passing yards, a touchdown, no picks, a 93-9 rating, nine runs, 49 yards, obviously some uh, a lot of those scrambling for dear life, long of 16, a couple of key, key, key critical runs on a third-quarter field goal drive, which I thought was very important. Again, it's not going to be what everybody talks about, but there was a nine-yard run and a 10-yard run. Uh, one was on third and nine, I believe it was. Uh, that was so critical to keeping that drive alive, getting the field goal, which ultimately is very important because the Redskins only won by three points. But everybody will talk about Johnson and his ability, again, to improvise and stay alive and what he did on the game-tying touchdown drive. So let's take you through that, the key moments, if you will, of that particular uh, series and that particular score because the Redskins did a really good job, but they almost and probably, quite honestly, shouldn't have come away with points on that particular drive. So uh, I just want to kind of take you through that because that's such a, a big part uh, in, in, in the game. First, the, the, the moments that you have to know, right? They get a really big break on a third and 15 pass from the Washington 40-yard line, which, again, if, they're, if it's incomplete, the Redskins are punting, they're not scoring, right? 
It goes for 33 yards to Jamison Crowder. It is a terrible pass. It's behind Crowder. It's batted up into the air, and Crowder just happens to be in the right spot at the right time, and he comes down with it, and he's tackled, and it's a 33-yard gain. Again, that should not have happened. But the bottom line is, is the Redskins have had so much bad luck this year with quarterbacks specifically, and just bad luck in general, that sometimes the football gods are actually smiling on you. And that turns out to be a huge play because right after that, Johnson then rips off an eight-yard gain um, off of a keeper on first down. Uh, then he hits Jeremy Sprinkle on a play-action bootleg on second and two after the eight-yard gain for another nine yards. Good, well-thrown pass. Again, good design play-action boot using a mobile quarterback to sell run. Sprinkle kind of caved in on the block, sold it well, and then fanned out into the right flat. Good job there. Adrian Peterson with a four-yard run on first and 10 from the 10 uh, there, or you know, right at, right at the 10. And then on second and goal from the six, Johnson again to his right flat, Jeremy Sprinkle again with a little quick out, and he's open for the six-yard touchdown. Good throw, good ball location, good catch by Sprinkle, touchdown. And then Dustin Hopkins with the extra point, and it's a 13-13 game. So well done on the backside of that. But again, that drive, that drive, you know, it it really is amazing, um, you know, because – it started off well because Byron Marshall gets a 23-yard punt return that you know that that gets the possession started at the Washington 27. While that's not great, that's important, right? It's better to start at the 27 than uh, you know, of course, um, you know, at the five or the 10 or or the 15 or whatever. And Johnson on a first and 10. After they connect to Vernon Davis on a nine-yard slant route in which Jay Gruden had uh, Jamison Crowder kind of plow out an opening for Vernon Davis to kind of come from behind, a play that the Redskins do not seem to use a whole lot, or at least I don't see them use it a lot. That was a huge third down and six conversion throw. Really good job by Josh Johnson. So they get the first down. Then he gets sacked, and you're like, oh, my God, he fumbles. Morgan Moses recovers it, right? So that's bad and good. Uh, that keeps that drive alive. Then on second and 15, he's incomplete. Then they get that break to Crowder. So, again, that drive almost shouldn't have happened in a couple of different ways, and it could have very well been a turnover, but the Redskins got a couple of fortunate breaks on that drive, and that's what you need to win a football game. And then on the final drive of the game, uh, what after a Fabian Moreau interception, which, again, was on a third and 16 from the Washington 45-yard line, it was going to go incomplete in all likelihood, uh, barring a miracle catch and a weird turn of events, but pretty much it was going to go incomplete. So Jacksonville would have had to punt again. But again, the Redskins would have probably gotten the ball at the best at their 20 on a touchback, maybe inside their 5, their 10, whatever it is. Instead, Moreau catches a tip pass. It's an interception, and he returns at 16 yards, and the Redskins get the ball at the Redskins' 45-yard line with two and a half minutes left to go, and they perfectly whittled down the clock. Adrian Peterson with a seven-yard screen catch to the left flat. That was uh, more design than check down, in my opinion, but it could have been a check down. That was after a four-yard run. Then he rips off a 15-yard run, which forces Jacksonville, because it's a first down now, to start using their timeouts at the 115 mark. They use a second one after a seven-yard gain. Uh, that takes five seconds off. Then a one-yard game, which forces, again, their third timeout. Good job by Jay Gruden, staying patient. Then with no timeouts left, again, Jay Gruden could have 
tried to get the first down to kind of ice the game, third and two. He runs Adrian Peterson, and he does get the first down, which allows the Redskins to kind of kill off the clock and whittle it down by usage of their timeouts to three seconds left when Dustin Hopkins, four seconds left when Dustin Hopkins connects on the 36-yard field goal. So a really good job with play clock management. I thought with play design in this game, mentioned the sprinkle play action bootleg, obviously leading to the sprinkle touchdown, the commitment to the running late, the clock management. I mentioned the Crowder clear out for Vernon Davis on that key third and six. That was a really good play call and something Redskins, I don't see them doing a whole lot. They had a screen to the left side, a design screen for a 17-yard gain to Byron Marshall earlier in the game. Again, I mentioned the one on the game-winning drive to Adrian Peterson earlier also in the game on a key third-down conversion in the first half, which the Redskins shot themselves in the foot with penalty, 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 penalty. Four out of their seven drives just completely derailed by penalty. On one of those third-down conversions, Jamison Crowder, a little pick and a little rub and a quick out, and Josh Johnson was able to see him, make one read, get it out of his hands before protection broke down, good, accurate ball, boom, Crowder out of bounds, first down, kept the chains moving. I thought Jay Gruden, to me, this was the best design, the best, you want to call them halftime adjustments because I guess things didn't you know, things didn't work in the first half. I don't think they were because of necessarily a Jay. It was because of penalty. Uh, but whatever, you want to call them halftime adjustments? I thought this was the game best adjustments, game planning, play calling, clock management combination that I've seen out of Jay Gruden in a really long time. I don't know if it's the best ever, you know, because it's hard to replace what they did in 2015 and that magical run uh, of, of four wins in a row with Kirk Cousins clicking and everything going there. Uh, the win in Seattle in 2017 with half the team on uh, the inactive list was huge. But this was tremendous by the head coach and the play caller of the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden. So we'll end this first segment there of the Locked On Redskins podcast. And we'll come back and we'll hear from the head coach, Jay Gruden. Still to come, we'll hear from Josh Johnson, the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins. All in a victory Monday, 16-13 for the Skins. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. And now we await some help throughout the weekend We'll see what happens with the Cowboys already losing 23 to nothing. So that helps. But Minnesota and Kirk Cousins demolished Miami at 41-17, the final score there. So they are ahead of the Redskins regardless. All right, 7-7 seven and seven are the Skins, 16-13 winners. Jay Gruden next from Jacksonville right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. First, guys, let me tell you about my bookie. My bookie is slammed with new betters, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. So I'm urging you to go to my bookie right now if you want a little bit of action. In-game, live betting over-unders, fantasy points scored, the most rewarding player perks in the business. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play. On deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code. Now listen up here. If you use the promo code Locked On 25 if you use the promo code Locked On 25 and you go to MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, MyBookie, and use the promo code LOCKEDON25, you get 
and create your account, you get the extra $25 free play by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Also, when you create your account, you can claim up to $1,000 in free play. It's up to you guys. Uh, I'd wait until after you have a little dinner, your tummy's happy, and then your bank account can be happy if you go to my bookie and tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is the Locked On Redskins podcast. Before we go too far, we want you to hear from the victorious head coach. Surely a relief for him as his team broke a four-game losing streak, and obviously he's facing all sorts of scrutiny, and in general, you did not want another miserable week. Short week ahead, so a quick turnaround, much tougher opponent at Tennessee in Nashville on Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon for the Washington Redskins. Here's Jay Gruden. Right injuries, Holsey has a knee sprain. We'll get him an MRI, uh, and Ty Insecki aggravated his knee. That's been bothering him a little bit. Jay? Uh, Jay, a, a quarterback who hadn't started in seven years just won a really huge game for you. Do you just kind of shake your head at uh, what just happened there? Yeah, you know, when you have a quarterback issue, so to speak, and just got here, you have to play great team football. You know, other than the two plays at the end of the half on special teams, our defense kept us in it uh, and just did enough for us to stay close. And then Josh made enough plays, and people around him made enough plays to get the victory. So. Total team effort, but hats off to the defense. They played hard today. Jay, when you guys have had so many things go against you in the last month, with injuries and all that, what was it like to see something, a break that went to Crowder that set up the yeah, game time? That what was, was nice. That? that was nice. I called that one. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a heck of a play by Crowder. Great concentration, but it was great to see a play go our way. Um, but really, he made it. You know, it was a tip ball, and he uh, contorted his body. Great concentration, great catch. Those things do happen from time to time. You know, challenge the receivers a little bit to make the big play, and and Jameson took it upon himself to figure out a way to make one. But he's been great all year, so uh, hats off to James. Great game. For Josh, what did he do there in that second half that kind of lifted the offense? You know, we stayed in some positive uh, down and distance. I didn't try to force the run down our, down their throat because they were really, really, really hard to move. You know, we're trying to get some inside zones going, try to get some outside stuff, and uh, Clayus Campbell and Darius and – uh, the rest of the linebacking crew they have, pretty darn good. And we didn't get a lot of movement. So I think uh, being a little bit more aggressive on first down, some uh, nakeds and some play passes and a quick game, I think helped out a lot. Jay, what would you say was the difference between the defense in this game versus the past four games? This looked like the opportunistic defense of old here today. Yeah, again, I think uh, if you look at the time of possession, I'm sure even in the first half when we only had a field goal, I think we had a couple drives and we kept them fresh. And then we opened up the third quarter with a nine-minute drive and kicked the field goal, or eight-minute, I think. And, and that goes a long way with saving their legs and keeping them fresh. And, and then they got to do the rest. they got to get off blocks. they got to pursue. they got to tackle. With the exception of the last drive uh, before the interception, uh, they played extremely well. And then Fabian made up for by getting the pick. Jay, you seem fairly optimistic during the week, despite everything that's happened. I mean, how do you kind of convey that to everybody and keep everybody going into the game like this? And- well, I believe we still have enough good players to be a successful team. You know, it's uh, our job as coaches to get the most out of them, put them in the right spot, and then uh, try to 
protect some of our deficiencies because of injury. Uh, but it can be done. I've seen other teams do it. We just got to continue to do it. I still have a very solid defensive line and linebacking core and uh, defensive back room and got a good receiving core, good tight end group. Um, just got to work together and play together. Jay, um, your thoughts on still being in the hunt for the division crown at 7-7? Seven and seven. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. You know, it's uh, two games left. We have a short week to go to Tennessee, which is a good football team with uh, Mariota and I know they're well coached uh, by Coach Vrabel and uh, be a great challenge for us. But uh, to be this late in the season and have a shot, it's a tribute to a lot of the veteran guys who have been here and some of the rookies who have stepped up. The, uh, Josh, today, how did you feel overall that he played? He played good. You know, uh, he played really good, actually. He missed a couple things, which really, I mean, to be expected. We had some pressure early and uh, didn't get a couple of the shots downfield. But the second half, he stuck with the plan and made some plays outside the pocket with his legs, which was outstanding. And uh, But, I mean, what can you say? We just came to Jacksonville, beat the Jaguars, and he was a big part of that. Jay, oh, I'm sorry. Michael, do, do you want to go first? No? Okay. Um, so then you said you got away from the running game earlier on, but that last drive especially, Adrian Peterson just had holes galore. I mean, even with Insecchio, what was it that was happening in the last drive that wasn't happening on the other That's drives? That's a great question. You know, I was trying. You know, once we caught the pass, Adrian caught the pass, got close to field goal range, I was going to try to work some clock a little bit, hit a couple runs, and Adrian ran through a couple tackles and made some big-time runs. We ran an outside uh, an outside zone hit and play, and he made a great cut. And uh, we stretched the defense, and he made a great cut, and I think ran through a tackle. And then the last four plays, we just ran right up the gut, and uh, we got out some blocks, and he made some great cuts and made positive yards and, and kicked the field goal. We saw some new looks from you today, a fullback, a couple running backs. What, what was it like installing those on the short week and making sure they'd be comfortable with it? Yeah, I think uh, we've had the fullback runs in since training camp. We worked on them, but uh, we haven't used them because we didn't have Flanagan or Holtz up. And Flanagan got in there and I think got a good taste of NFL football on his first play. Uh, and uh, But he did a good job. Hats off to him. He's been great on the practice squad. I'm glad the guy like that gets rewarded. Uh, we tried some stuff with Byron in the backfield and Chris Thompson just to get some different looks. Uh, and Josh with some zone reads. So it was fun. It was fun stuff to call. Not a lot of them had a success, but trying to give the defense something different. You guys seem to go back to more of your traditional offense in the second half, though. Did you like the, the results that you got with the newer stuff? or why, why did Not it really. Disappear? I mean, we had some good stuff. We had decent looks. We just weren't getting anything. You know, some of these inside zones where you're uh, trying to read and pitch and all this stuff, uh, if you hand it off, you got to get a little bit of movement up front in, in the inside, and we weren't getting any. They were spiking the three technique and spiking the end, and our tight ends were having trouble holding on if they weren't sifting. Our tackles and guards were having trouble. So uh, we got back to a little bit more of the traditional stuff, but we still had a couple elements there late. You know, Josh kept one uh, for about a game of nine down in the red zone and had a couple keepers off of it. So it worked out good. It's a good element to have. Jay, what were your thoughts on the uh, punt return for a touchdown? It seemed like there might have been a guy who tackled a lead blocker as opposed to the guy who was carrying the ball. Is that what happened? What happened? It looked like uh, didn't look like Byron Marshall tackled the guy, the lead blocker, and not the was it a good form tackle. He got him pretty good. It was a good, good you know, two-inch shove out of bounds. Those guys on punt, it's a scramble drill, man. They make their block, and then they're hauling butt down the field, and and they're looking for the ball, and they can't find it. And this guy looks like you know. That's just Byron's, you know, a little inexperienced of that, but he at least he tackled somebody. But that was unfortunate. You know, we should have, uh, you know, really hindsight, you know, when you're back there, you just try to punt it and get a high skyrocket and make him fair catch it or punt it out of bounds, you know. Um, Tress had one of his launch balls that uh, he got all of it. I think we were a little concerned with the pressure that we were getting early. He just wanted to get it out, and he got all of it and uh, outkicked his coverage a little bit.
couple of things. First, uh, I wanted to ask about when you have that happen right before half, the way things have kind of snowballed recently. Yeah. I mean, what does that do to you going into halftime? I mean, that's just got to be a... It was tough. You know, I think the defense realized they were playing pretty good and we can get stops. And offensively, I think we left some things out there. We saw a lot of good things we could get to, and we are getting the ball to start the second half. So it wasn't the end of the world. And it was very important for us to start the second half and have a positive drive. And we did that. We had an eight, eight or nine play drive. We ate up seven or eight minutes, and we kicked the field goal. So we're right back in it. And our defense just kept going, and the guys kept playing and ended up winning at the end. Uh, yesterday, you guys made a number of roster moves, including choosing to keep Byron over Capri Bibbs. What went into that decision? Uh, there's a lot, really. You know, we've had Byron since training camp, and I had Capri. I, I love love them both, really. I like them both. And uh, uh, P. Ryan, uh, you know, hasn't got an opportunity yet, hardly at all. We want to keep him around. Uh, he's really Adrian's backup. And then uh, Byron's really uh, Chris Thompson's backup. And we had a package of plays with Byron and Chris. Uh, I've been very intrigued by Byron's skill set for a long time. He just hasn't been able to get that opportunity. And I think the more he gets, the better he's going to be. But you could really go either way there. I think they're both very good players. All right, that is Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with the media on Sunday afternoon in Jacksonville. Again, the Redskins win 16-13. to It is a Victory Monday edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard. A reminder, follow me on Twitter, at Russellmania621, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins uh, on Twitter as well to keep up to date there and to get all the pods and uh, all the information that you need, we try and update that as frequently as we can, as well at Locked On NFL Net for all of your NFL team correspondent news, breaking news, injuries, fantasy information, picks, podcasts, everything at Locked On NFL Net on Instagram and on Twitter is your way to go right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back. It is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Great to have you with us. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening. The Redskins win 16-13 to in Jacksonville to improve to 7-7. Seven and seven. They beat the Jaguars 16-13 to and now head to a short week to take on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville Saturday afternoon right around 4.30 Eastern time. The Titans, 17 nothing winners over the New York Giants on Sunday. Of course, Tennessee beat the, uh, I'm sorry, the Giants beat the Redskins handily uh, a little over a week ago at FedEx Field. So whatever that tells you, uh, the Redskins will be facing former linebacker and leader Will Compton and as well Brian Arakpo, assuming that he plays. He's a bit banged up right now. All right, before we go any further, Josh Johnson won his first game in the NFL in forever. Great story here. We all know the story, playing Madden to learn his teammate's name, playing pickup basketball with the family in Oakland, signed by the Redskins, and less than a week later, he's playing in the fourth quarter of a blowout game, and then on Sunday, he started. And it wasn't always pretty. He's far from the best passer, but he led his team to victory. It was my job as a quarterback to make sure I keep my cool, so that the defense, because the defense feeds off us at the offense, offense feeds off the defense, special teams. And it was just a great team effort. Coaches did a great job. 
Uh, we, we came out with a nice game plan uh, after we got a feel for how they were attacking us in the second half, and uh, we were able to pull it out. Great job by the defense getting the interception, putting us in position. And AP, Hall of Fame running backs do what Hall of Fame running backs do, close games. Waiting so long for this opportunity to get it, to have Adrian Peterson, to have a supportive team, and, and to get the win. What, what are those emotions? Uh, I just... I'm just thankful to God that really just to put me in this position, man. Everything that happened today was a lot of stuff was beyond my control. I just had to let go and let the man upstairs do what we were supposed to do. If we were meant to win this game, we was gonna get it done. All it was my job is to do my part, make sure I prepare, make sure I keep my head in it, make sure I be a leader, make sure that we all do our part. And um, I mean, everybody did that. Everybody did our part, and God, He wanted us to have this victory, and we got it. All right, that is Redskins starting quarterback, yes, starting quarterback and winning quarterback Josh Johnson meeting with reporters yesterday in Jacksonville after a 16-13 win. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. A victory a Monday edition. We'll have more throughout the week. Short week for everyone as the Redskins head to Tennessee, Nashville, Music City, baby, Smashville as they call it in the hockey world. Uh, But they will be in Nashville Saturday afternoon for uh, what is not a must-win game, but a very important game at 7-7. Seven and seven. Still a chance to win the NFC East thanks to the Cowboys' 23 nothing loss on Sunday to the Indianapolis Colts. And as well, of course, plenty of wild-card possibilities with everything going on around the Redskins, and most importantly because they won to improve to 7-7. Seven and seven. That's going to do it for us. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.